They may not have seen it all, but they've experienced. Fourth and 26. Stinks it in trash. AI's crossover. Throwing batteries at J.D. Drew. Brad Lidge hugging Carlos Ruiz. The Legion of Doom. And thousands of wins and losses over three decades of fandom. Talking sports with a passion only Philly fans can comprehend. It's the Brotherly Love Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe O'Donnell and John Mita. What is up, SoundCloud? What is up, iTunes? It is the Carson Wentz Injury Podcast. It's the Brotherly Love Podcast, actually. I'm uh, hanging out with uh, the young one today, Johnny Mita. Little Jar Jar Boba Banks is keeping it real in the studio today. Nice. He's not That's happy. He's not, he's not happy about the Eagles either right now. Nobody is. It's just, just, just sheer. I, I don't know. It's it, just the feeling. Just gives you. Just makes your stomach sick. I mean, you hear all the reports last night, and you have Aaron Andrews. Uh, I was just outside the Eagles locker, and all the officials just started Eagles breath, just started shaking their heads. I was like, just be quiet, stop, and then to wait and wait, and there's going to be a press conference. you got to hear what Doug has to say at 12, and the report that Adam Schefter released last night, fear of a torn ACL, and it's been confirmed. Lost for the season. Total heartbreak hotel. The, the guts he showed to, to get that touchdown pass to Jeffrey, you know, big ups. The thoughts and prayers with Carson, man. He's It was an unbelievable ride the 12 weeks it lasted, and uh Hopefully he gets back and we'll all be praying for him. And, you know, now it's time to uh, rally behind Nick Foles. That's what it comes down to. It's time to rally behind Foles. And, and listen, this is still a good football team. I know we all feel like we've been taken to the pit of misery. I get that. We're in there. But we got to get out of the pit of misery and go get some Bud Light is what we need to do. And <laughs> And is, Bud Light a spo- to... is Bud Light a sponsor, by the way, of the Brotherly Love podcast? No, but they should be now. They should be. They uh, should be. I, uh, I, I vote. I vote. I'm going out on the sales tour, the sponsorship, pound the pavement tour for the Brotherly Love podcast, and I'm going to go after Bud Light because you just nah. name dropped them, and then I'm going to follow yeah. it up by reaching out to Mad Dog 2020, whoever makes Mad Dog. Yeah. Uh. Are you kidding me? That'd be incredible. By the way, happy well, birthday to D Bird. Little D Bird uh, love. Little happy yeah, birthday. D Bird love. Turned yeah, no 53 today. Congrats to him. That's awesome. Or yesterday. <laughs> Over the weekend, I should say. Turned 53. Good for him. Um, exactly. All right, let's 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 get to it. Again, Brotherly Love podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Joe O'Donnell here. John Mita there. And I think you said it pretty well off the hop. I mean, I don't even know. I had to look up the final score on NFL.com today because the final score in yesterday's win over the Rams really didn't matter other than the fact that the Eagles won. They're back in the top spot in the NFC. They control their own destiny for home field advantage. And all those things are great. And today should be a day to rejoice, if not obviously for the devastating news that Carson Wentz is now done for the season. Um, it turned out to be a 43-35 to final with the late touchdown by Brandon Graham on the uh, lateral play that went haywire for the Rams. You go into Los Angeles – Coming off a tough loss, a win like yesterday should have made everybody in Eagles Nation forget about the Seahawks' defeat from last Sunday night football. 
Um, but unfortunately, that's just not going to be the reality of the situation. I mean, you could talk about you know, the big plays that the Eagles made late. You can talk about the mistakes they made early. You can talk about all this stuff. But at the end of the day, the biggest story, unfortunately, is Carson Wentz's injury. And I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I, I, I don't want to forget to mention this. I mean, you're looking at least 10 months. You're looking at next October now. So now, again, I understand that the next few weeks and the playoffs are what the Eagles are focused on. But from a fan standpoint, you've now lost maybe your best chance to win the Super Bowl in a decade or more, and you've now basically put the first maybe four games of next season in jeopardy. And maybe more than that because Wentz won't be able to participate fully in OTAs, mini camp, training camp, all those things. So what does it take him? Another two weeks after that, three weeks after that, four weeks after that to find his stride? Are we into November of next season before we get the real Carson Wentz back? So I know that's really long-term. I know that's not going to be the focus of our podcast today, but I had to get that off my chest as well because it's something that's been weighing on me the last 12 hours or so. I mean, this has been an emotional last half a day for Eagles fans because you want to be excited about the win, but you can't be. And it's frustrating. It feels like, I mean, look, even Jefferson's upset, you know. Uh, my, my, wife's, my wife's texting that, that, that Jake was crying himself to sleep last night. He's seven years old. You know, your dog's barking as soon as he hears Wentz is done for the year. I mean, it's, it's in our bones. It's in our DNA. And uh, it's a, it's just a tough pill to swallow, man. He's He was playing so well, as you said. He's the pulse of the team. You could tell. I went back. So yesterday we had a, an ice hockey game. John made a professional ice hockey match in my, my day job. And so I watched about the first half live with minimal distraction. I watched the second half like every other play, uh, a stoppage at our game. I turned and looked at the TV over my shoulder uh, almost said Carson Wentz's name a few times on the hockey broadcast. So I didn't get to actually really dive into the second half. In fact, at one point I looked over and Foles was coming into the game and I didn't know what happened. You know, I got no sound. I got, I, I'm missing a series here or two plays there. So I, you know, and then I'm getting reports. I'm jumping on Twitter to figure it out. And that's when Schefter's dropping. It could be torn ACL. And I'm like, this is terrible. It's just terrible. I started to watch back some of the second half last night. I made it until a little bit after he got hurt, then I fell asleep on the floor of the living room. But, uh, you know, you, you watch that play back. I probably watched the play he was injured on 10 times. And it seems like, again, you can the, the reports from the medical people are you can't tear your ACL when you're in midair. So it's not from the dive when he got hit. It was when probably he was about to leap into the end zone, that last stride with his left leg. Then you're seeing the video back. His knee is like wobbly those last few plays as he's trying to walk off the field. He didn't celebrate with his teammates after the Alshon Jeffrey touchdown. You could tell something was wrong. Look at his face. Go back and watch the broadcast. Look at his face on the play when he gets up from the end zone. His face is like beat red, and he's almost gritting his teeth. He knew something was up. And it's just a terrible blow to this team that's now 11-2. and They still are in the driver's seat to possibly play an NFC Championship game at home, obviously. But now the Church of Foles has got to be our savior. The Church of Foles. Yeah, and, and, you know, moving forward, you have to look at, okay, how can this team succeed? How can... They still go on. Yeah, give me the gla- give me the glass half full. Glass half full. You still have one of the best defenses in all the NFL, even though they didn't play like it yesterday. Yesterday they were very sloppy. They didn't really get pressure. They finally got a quarterback sack, which was one of the biggest plays of the game. Which the Chris Long forced fumble that really turned the tide. So they still 
have good defense. Special teams, you know, the punting, they got a punt block yesterday. I can't remember the last time the Eagles had a punt block. It's been a very long time, and they got to clean up their special teams. But if they rely on the run game, so Doug, let's go back to it. You know, I know you want to throw it all over the yard. Do you know Carson Wentz yesterday at halftime had 30 attempts? At halftime. Well, I also saw, again, watching the game back, his first 36 dropbacks, he was hit 19 times yesterday. That's an astounding number of hits. That is, and that's why you really need to rely heavily on your run game and your running backs. And I think McGarrett Blunt really hasn't run well the last couple of things. I think it's now time to turn the keys over to J.A. Ajayi. Yeah, but, and, but uh, hang on a second. Has Blunt gotten a fair shake since Ajayi's been on the roster? Not really. No. And when and when is Legarrette Blunt in at his best? We saw it this year in the preseason. He looked terrible. Why? Because he was getting the ball like three times, and that was it. He needs to get in yeah. rhythm. He's a confident yeah. running back. He's got to run you over, and then you hand it to him again, and he runs you over again. That's Legarrette Blunt. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I think they. Well, all I guess what I'm part. saying is I'm not ready to write Blunt off of a prominent role in this team moving forward. Now that may well happen. But I'm not going to sit right. here and say you have to give it to Ajayi 25 times and Blunt gets five carries. I don't think that's how you use LeGarrette Blunt. No, I, I, I can agree with some of that. My whole thing is, you know, at the half, he had four carries, Jay Ajayi, for 49 yards. Right. So he can average a 10 yards a carry. So why? And, and only that, you know, the offensive line doesn't want to pass protect the right. entire game. Let's get them to hit somebody in the mouth and let's. Let's run the ball so that our quarterback only has to take 30 attempts a game. 30. We have the personnel to do that. So let's do it. I mean, the other thing is, the good thing is, you know, Zach Hurts should be back this week, which is safety blanket tight end like that as a quarterback's best friend. Yep. To have that always outlet option. How about, my boy, how about my boy Trey Burton yesterday? His coming out oh, party had, finally. It, he had an unbelievable game. And, and Brent Sellers still on the roster. Oh, all the while. I know. I mean, they, have, they have talent. Yep. But it's, you know, the one thing is, you know, can they find a way to still get to the beloved Super Bowl? Sure. The only thing that creeps in your head is, you know, Carson was the type of quarterback that you thought if he went up against anybody, he would take the team on his back. I know. And, and you just don't know if, if you can – that. Just look at yeah, just look at yesterday, man. Again, and I had to really watch it back last night. It was late, but you could just sense he wanted that game yesterday so bad for a number of reasons. If I'm if I'm speculating here, one, they lost the week before. People were hating on him. Two, Goff was the number one pick. You know he's going up against him. Three, you got a chance to clinch the division. Those are things he just had a look in his eyes yesterday, like it was his game, and he was playing yeah. magical football. Uh, it it was an unreal performance. And it's just such a crushing way to have some of the dreams or at least partially shattered. Can this team, you know, rise above all of that? Can they still win in February? We'll find out. It would be the greatest story ever told in Philadelphia sports history should it happen. And it's a it long shot. Was. It's a long shot. Thank you, Jefferson. Appreciate you getting my back on that. I thought that was a good line, too. Uh, but look, you got, you got the players want to play for Doug Peterson. You've got a deeper wide receiving core than this organization's had in years, and I never thought I'd be uttering those words. You've got a deep secondary. Never thought we'd utter those words since the days of Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown. 
Brian Dawkins, etc. Uh, you got a great front four. The players like the head coach. Can the head coach out-scheme somebody in January? I'm not sure. But you might be at home, which gives you an advantage. So uh, the Eagles aren't dead. But my goodness, did yesterday afternoon, last night, now the official news today absolutely suck. Yeah, Jimmy Jones is practicing this week. But Can I he mean, play quarterback? Can he play quarterback or just quarterback? <laughs> no, but I, you're, you're right. I mean, it's 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 going to be a tough road to sled here. But, I mean, why not? If, if I'm Doug Peterson, the coach of this football team, I literally say to my entire team and get this motivational video ready of all these teams that won a Super Bowl with backup quarterbacks. It has been done. Jeff Hostetler, Doug Williams. It's not that it can't be done. Give me, give me, the, give me the John Mita confidence rating on Nick Foles. Out of 1 to 10, the John Mita confidence rating on Nick Foles is what? Between like a 7.5 and, and an 8. Yeah. I mean, he's a, you know, he's like, he's, it's not like he's terrible, right? So most teams that lose their starting quarterbacks are like, I mean, look at a team like the Houston Titans. Yeah, you're bringing right? in Tom Savage. He stinks. This stinks. So, at least Nick Foles, listen, he's been to a Pro Bowl one year. I know that could have been the aberration or whatever you want to call it. But, and the thing is, he's won some football games. He, he knows the system. And the good thing is, he does have a lot of pieces around him that can help them out as long as they're deployed properly. He's a very and accurate all, quarterback. And that's going to fall on, you know, the coaching staff. Put him in spots. And once he gets to – I thought he did. I mean, that throw to Nelson Aguilar – to kind of seal the game and get that first down, that was a big-time throw and a big-time catch. And here's the other thing for Nick Foles. He has experience, and he knows the city and the expectations. What's at stake here? I'm not saying he's going to put this team on his shoulders, but I don't think he's going to be phased by playoff football at the link in January because he's been there before. That's got to count for something. And uh, we'll see what he can do. I mean, it's his team now. He said he's ready. He's had time in this offense now for the last 12 weeks. He got some snaps earlier this year in blowout wins. Obviously meaningful when he jumped into the game yesterday. And he didn't fail yesterday. That's a huge sign. Huge step. If there's any way to build some confidence in the other 52 guys on the roster, it's that he didn't come in and poop the bed yesterday. Seriously. No, he finished off the football. That's what he did. You know, we've been, hey, we've, been we've been very positive so far. I'm kind of surprised by this 15 yeah. minutes in. Like I, 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 I hated life. I hated football yeah. yesterday. I hated life. I, I just, yeah. it just didn't feel right. It felt unfair. All of it. I, I cursed. You, you name yeah. it. I got two things. I, I, I like to think I believe in karma. All right, and so I'm gonna leave you. I, I got two nuggets here for you, and then I want to read something Mike Sealski wrote. So Carson okay. Wentz, his last pass of his season, broke that record. Most touchdown passes by Sonny an Eagles quarterback, quarterback. Sonny Jurgensen, like 17 decades yeah. ago, right? And right. It, was, it was so a very fitting it's his last pass of the year. It was also fitting to me that Alshon Jeffrey caught it, being as they brought him in to essentially be that type of guy. Uh, yeah. So that was very ironic and sort of head-shaking to me. And then, you know, after the game, the defense talked about Johnny Mita wanting to win it for Carson Wentz. He greeted the team in the locker room. Guys are telling him, we did that for you. And who made the biggest play? Again, I didn't get to see it live. I just saw the replay. But who made the biggest play? You touched on him earlier. Chris Long, right? Who's Chris Long to this team? He's the humanitarian. He's the good guy. He is, you know, the the 
Carson Wentz of the defense from a community-type person, right? Him, Malcolm Jenkins, those are the guys that are most notable so far in the Eagles roster for just being good people. And so Chris Long, the guy that literally, like, willed his way to the quarterback on that play, the, hum- the humanitarian, the good guy, the guy donating all of his money made this year to charity, he's the one that made the play that essentially turned the game and then sealed it for the Eagles. To me, there's, there's some form of karma in there, the way the whole thing shook out. Now, at the end of the day, did we get what we wanted? Just a minor knee tear, and he's back in a month? No. But it just seemed very odd and kind of uh, emotional, again, the way the whole thing played out. And yeah. at the end of the day, they're 11-2. and two. They're back in the top spot in the conference. And let the haters hate, and, man. Let the haters hate. Because well, here, I, I don't want to say there's a built-in excuse if they don't get it done, but nobody yeah. can chirp the Eagles for the effort they put in this year. If they get it done, again, it is story number one in Philadelphia sports history. If they don't get it done, you get back to the drawing board. Hopefully by the middle of next year, you got Wentz back at full capacity, and you're hoping for a decade of health for this kid because we've seen how special he can be. Yeah. No, I'm not, you know, if I'm motivating the guys, it's like, listen, nobody around the country, nobody thinks that we have a chance to still make a long run and win the Super Bowl to prove them wrong, you know? And we'll we'll see what happens. And I, I just... Oh, man, you know, karma is crazy at times. And uh, you just think, who, who knows what's going to happen? But uh, I'm still confident. And the good thing is, as far as, like, Nick Foles goes, the best part of the, the way it is is that the schedule is kind of, you know, we don't have to play great football teams this next three games. We have to play the Giants, who are awful. We have to play the Raiders, who have been a sinking ship for weeks. Just lost to Kansas City. They look terrible. And then the Cowboys, which who knows if the Cowboys will be playing for anything at that point. But, you know, these are three very winnable games. And a good time for Nick Foles to get his seat wet, get in sync with the wide receivers, the running backs, his offensive line. So from that standpoint, that gives me some more confidence as well to the fact that he's not going to be playing against the greatest competition. It'll be a nice warm-up. Because what's the reason? I mean, the Rams have a really good defense. And, you know, for being to, to get thrown into a fire like that, he responded pretty well. So, you know, I'm optimistic. If we get home field advantage and you get a bye, and you get a bye and all you have to do is win two games, I don't know. Stranger things have happened. That's all I'm saying. That's why you like play the, the games. Went, That's why you play the games. <laughs> like the Cubs winning the World Series last year. It could happen. It could happen. All right, I want to so. read you this. Uh, the first, you know, paragraph from Mike Sealski's piece, which I believe came out today on philly.com. It was a late edition last night after the game. We've had him on before, friend of the Brotherly Love podcast. He's a great columnist, uh, one of the best in Philadelphia, in in my humble opinion. And I want to read you uh, the start of this, John Mita, because to me, it was so well written, and it summed up everything Philadelphia sports fans should have been feeling last night. What is the great cosmic sin that Philadelphia and its sports fans committed? There must have been one. How else to explain the black NIMBY that seemed to hover perpetually over the city's professional teams? How else to account for what happened here at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum on Sunday? The Eagles won a big game, beating the Rams 43-35 to clinch the NFC's title and inch closer to a valuable first-round playoff bye. Yet everyone still had the feeling of frozen stones sitting in his or her stomach because of an unforgettable sight. Carson Wentz leaving the field, a towel draped over his head, a franchise's entire fan base choking its breath. I mean, to me, that was just like, 
The whole the whole damn piece was outstanding. But that to me, reading that last night, it was just like, man, uh, you can't sum it up any better. Than that like, what what did we do? Why? Why does this happen all the time to Philadelphia sports teams? You know, but at the same time, we try to take glass half full approach here today on the Brotherly Love podcast. If you get a chance, check out Mike Sealski's piece, uh, columnist yeah. on Philly.com. He does a great job. And I just felt like that was so poetically written and kind of, at least for me, uh, captured exactly what I was feeling. It's like, why? You know? Yeah. Yeah, why? Is, sometimes life is not fair, man. And there's just another reason. But like you said before, and they can find a way to get this done. It would be the greatest story of all time. All right, so we've got uh, some big news on the Brother yeah. Love podcast side of things because this is our Fantastic. 99th, 99th epi, uh, epi, as the boys would say on, on the bench, uh, 99th episode, which means our next one will be number 100. And, John Mita, why don't you tell our faithful uh, in the Delaware Valley area what's up? All right, so for our 100th episode, we're going to do a live version from the Great American Pub in Concha Hockey. The day after Christmas, December 26th at 6 p.m. So come join us. There's going to be appetizers available. Obviously, we can't pay for everyone's alcohol, but uh, there will be a cash bar there. So I, I don't know, but it, we'd really like you to come join us. And, you know, we're working and trying to round up maybe a couple live guests. So we're looking forward to uh, doing the 100th episode. I was supposed to do it in Iowa, but it works out. The Joe's coming home for Christmas, and we're going to throw a little party for our 100th podcast episode. So everybody who's listening, I put it out there on Facebook. I'll continue to put it out there. Um, we'd love to have you come by and check us out and, uh, you know, keep this thing rolling. And So, yeah, come join. Come yeah, join. Mark your calendars, December 26th, live at the Great American Pub. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, we're working on some special stuff for it. If nothing else, it'll be you and I crushing beers and uh, doing what we usually do, which is ranting about the Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, and Phils. So, um, exactly. Glad you set that up, brother. It should be a lot of fun. I know. I don't know if you and I ever thought ten years ago, whatever it was, when we were t- used to tell me, "Man, we 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 got to get on the radio. We got to do a sports talk show." I mean, it's been at yeah. least a decade. You've been in my ear about this, and here we are now. Yeah. Uh, about to hit episode 100 over the last basically two and a half, three years of yeah. knocking these out. So we, we couldn't do it without the support. And obviously your passion, my friend, is un, is unmatched. Uh, I appreciate it, Joe. And nobody does a better job than you running the show. So kudos to you, man, because you're, you're a big part of why this thing runs. And, uh, you know, we're hoping to get Bud Light. Another shout-out to them <laughs> to uh, boost, boost our ratings and our bank accounts now. Uh, so we'll see. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for the 100th episode. And Philadelphia, uh, take a deep breath. That's all I can say is you know, we're not dead yet, okay? We might have been dropped to the net, okay? But, you know, this team is still a special football team. In my opinion, there's still many talented guys on this roster, and backups have got it done before. So, God, I mean, who knows? If you play great defense and you can run the football, it's still a formula that can win in this in the NFL. So I hear you, brother. I ain't scared of nobody in the NFC, by the way. Nobody. Nah. All right, brother. Great job as always. Go birds. Eleven and two. Who would have thunk it? We'll take it. Wentz done. We'll deal with it. That's what we do. That's what Philadelphia's all about. All right. Uh next one will be in person December twenty sixth at the pub. 
Holla at your boy, Johnny Mita. Good stuff. Until next time, thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Brotherly Love Podcast on SoundCloud.com.